0: Yo, 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 welcome to another episode of Road to Scholarship, one of my favorite shows on the Rich Podcast Network, Rich Podcast TV, Uh, situation we got going on. Today, I have a very, very special guest, um, Dr. Aaron X. Smith, a professor at Temple University, and just an amazing scholar. And intellect, man. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing to have you here.
1: Pleasure to be here. Also, you know, they call me Jabali Ade now, so if they hear Dr. Ade is the same person. You
0: know. Jabali Ade, what's the significance?
1: Well, I was um, going over a few names with Dr. Maleficent Asante, chair of the department. He was, you know, suggesting the things that, that fit, you know, my personality in terms of, you know, just in terms of being a, a wordsmith and things like that. But Ade is, is also my son's middle name, Bakari Ade. So when I saw Jabali Ade, I said, that's it, you know, not just for the the description, but also for the connection with my son. So shout out to Bakari. Shout out to Bakari Ade from Jabali Ade. That's what's up.
0: Hey, man, shout out to Bakari Ade. Uh, You talked about your way with words. People people know you as the rapping professor. Uh, How did that develop?
1: Cause my bar is crazy.
0: Your bar is crazy. All crazy. <laughs> when I be in class,
1: they be getting all crazy. Yeah, they be waking up and they be like, oh, baby, I like the <laughs> way he's doing it." you know, you know, little stuff. I just be, you know, it's, it's 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 about the energy, you know, That's keeping students real. engaged and inspired. I think it was uh, Dr. Khaled Muhammad who talked about, you know, not only giving information but giving inspiration.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: Shouts out to the brothers in the nation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was a good one. Uh, that Donahue was a classic, you know. A Kyle quality Muhammad, classic,
0: yeah. man. Definitely, everybody needs to go check out that check that out. So you have an affinity for hip hop, I imagine.
1: Oh, no, definitely. I always say um, all my students, you know, they have different backgrounds, different socioeconomic classes, different religious affiliations, but they know these artists. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Even if they don't like them, you know, that that's one universal language. So I always say how intellectually, academically arrogant would I be to ignore a universal language? And I'm trying to increase connectivity, you know, and I'm trying to communicate and meet people at the level that they on. Well, the level they on is the fact that their AirPods are in. So if half of them is listening to the same artist, then I can take care of that right right away. And if there's a debate about who's good and who's not, or there's lyrics that we all have, you know, familiarity with, and I think that's a, a beautiful entry point. I think it was uh, Dr. Milana Karanga, founder of Kwanzaa, who said, if you can... Connect with people, you could teach them anything. But if you can't connect with people, then you can't teach them anything. So I think it's really important to not forsake that obvious opportunity to make that initial connection. If you talk to the Hebrew Israelites, they ask you what your nationality is, right? Yeah. If you talk to a Jehovah Witness, so it will, you know, they knock on your door so you ain't got to worry about, you know, <laughs> what you're going to talk about because they, they show up at your front door. You know, um, the, the dealers will give you the first one free. You know, everybody has a way to get in. You know, everybody mm-hmm. has a way to enter. You're, I think it was B.I.G. said once she grin lump in the game begin, right? <laughs> everybody has a way of, of, of communicating with people, connecting with people, and in our you know, careers, we want to elevate people to higher levels of consciousness, but it's important to meet them where they are in order to do that so i think that it's important for you know teachers not just to be rappers i'm not saying everybody go home and write some not hot 16 i was you about to say rap. everybody oh, you, don't you, have you bars don't, don't rap right, <laughs> right? i don't i was like you don't got bars like that yeah, but I, I think it's important though for at least people to acknowledge and recognize you know what people are interested in now if i come into a classroom and i say yo you know um that that new little moot crazy. You know, they'd be like, what? How you know about the bull? You know, he's, nah, nah. shake that challenge in the front. They'd be like, oh, he know about the dance. Oh, like just understanding the world people come from in the most trivial surface way. It opens up a window and it allows people to understand that I see you. You know what Excellent. I'm saying? I'm not yeah. just gonna tell y'all about Biggie and Tupac. And back in my day, no, no. I I was I was on the gram last night. You know, I saw the young boys doing the shake that Joe. That Joe was all crazy. You know, they in my slats, right? And they be like, they, you know, their eyes just start lighting up. Like, yo, you, you you see us like before we flash mobbing and stealing stuff out of Walgreens and CBS? Because that's the only time the old heads usually see us. I think it was Tupac that said, unless we shoot and no one notices the youth, right? Yeah. So when somebody comes in the room and they're like, nah, y'all doing your thing. I see y'all out here. It's y'all time, you know? But let me drop this little jewel on you, like like Nas, you know, in one level. Third verse, you know, left some jewels in his coat He could sell if he chose, you know, so then I got their attention You know, when I come into the the jails And I talk to the students in the classes, one of the things I always Realize is, they're looking for two things Mm -hmm. You for real? And do you Care? That's That's it Right there, when you see the boy put his hoodie on They introducing the speaker and the boy's putting his hoodie on yeah, he's already preparing to tune you out. He got the AirPods in his hand. He going he might give you like 15 seconds. You got 15 seconds, old head. And I'm about to throw this NBA young boy. It's, it's a rap for you.
0: Exactly. Once these
1: joints go in, they're not coming out unless they try to get me in trouble. And I'm probably gonna take the punishment before I, you know, you know, bow down. So as uh, soon as I come in a joint, I used to pray to speak like this, to peeps like this. Coretta and Martin, Queens and Kings like this in the back of a paddy wagon. Cuffs on my wrist, thinking, man, our ancestors had it worse than this. Yeah, when y'all dreams take hold, nightmares are through. It's time to marry you destiny. Now say y'all do for Freedom, you gotta see it with a clear eye view so the ancestors can bless you. Like you said, (laughs) shoot, but you gotta read. Let that breathe for they come for me. I'm getting deep. I never let no fear get in between intended targets. Literally finish what you started. They love you, deaf, dumb, and blind, but they hate it when you get smarter. Mm -hmm. I got it regardless. Vision it like an artist. When the struggle gets harder, remember you the hardest. Mm -hmm. Be a god or a goddess with people over the profits. I pay no mind to them cowards. I tell my haters, I got this. See, I know that my mind is power. See I'm speaking to take y'all higher Here at Temple we bring that fire So I keep it real So the chosen could be inspired mm-hmm. When you got your mind right Then the hate increase They be blaming it on sagging pants And copping beats So I murder beats From the streets To the barber shop. Fans be like Oh hey your bars are hot You gotta pop If you ain't talking about uplifting What you talking about? Real gangsters move in silence I see some talk a lot I'ma use my words And I'ma use the word On my ground Until we get what we deserve Now get up Hold it wait a minute mm-hmm. They thought we was finished yeah. Took away the money For our schools to build up prisons Flexin' on my haters just like Papa his finish double me I'm a G I make a movement, making millions. Type to come with them Garvey and them Dr. Santi quotes. Mm-hmm. Melissa Harris Perry, some Tina High C Some Mark Lamont Hill for their young minds to glow. If some names y'all ain't recognize they Google that when you go. Cause it's more than about build money or just keeping it real. Yeah. Those who brought this truth before me been killed. Mm-hmm. They caught around that put them down, they in the ground, no joke. So I come to make this clip, y'all know mirrors and no smoke. Yo, all I know is learning. Uh-huh. When it comes to me, I got books on Afrocentrics, I got books on Dr. King, got my BA3 MAs in. I got my PhD, so every time I give a lecture, I'll be turning up the here, and then I got the attention. So I'm good for like a good 15 minutes, you know, to a half hour, and I might have access to them in a way that other people couldn't where if somebody else say the same things I say, they might be like, Oh, you hating on me, you don't understand me, you judging me. But if I already made the connection, then I might be speaking from a place of experience to be like, yo, I saw Wilo talking to, to Lil Dirk recently, talking about I forgave my brother's killer. So yeah. he's not just coming down on you like, nah, nah, y'all just out here wilding and, and you about to crash out, young boy. He's saying, nah, I've been there, I understand what you're going through, and I know how you feel, I know what you wanna do, but if I did that, then I wouldn't be here with you right now So it just hit, hit different It hit different When somebody's like Yo I, I understand I feel you Matter of fact I identify with the emotion That you're experiencing right now And I feel the same way Even to this day It's my response to those emotions That's different than yours It's not somebody That don't understand You can't feel you Don't relate to you Think they're better than you Just want to talk down to you It's somebody that's like Yo I've been there young boy But if you keep going that way Ain't no way you're going to be In a position to tell another young boy that, Man for real So it's important for people To use whatever They said, any means necessary Yeah But then they say don't rap <laughs> by any means necessary, but uh, if you're talking about hip-hop, then then you can't say the, the N-word and you, your pants got to be pulled up like Steve Urkel and uh, all this nonsense. And I'm like, yo, last I checked, any means means any means. Facts. And if that's what it takes to get somebody to turn the uh, the path to, toward righteousness, toward goodness, toward education, toward uh, an appetite for scholarship. I, I compared it recently that being like a Christmas tree that's surrounded by lights. But there's no illumination until you make that connection. Yeah. Right? So you got people right now walking around with with, with melanin, with, with non-ether, with, with all kind of Anunnaki energy and connections to divinity and ancestral protection. But if you don't make the connection, you can't access none of that. You just a dump gal here about to crash, but it's like a tree. The lights is there, you know. All, all the potential is there, right? And you looking at it like, yo, why nobody plugging a tree in? Yo, we got crazy lights on this joint. So I see a young boy not knowing who he is and where he's going and his potential, or a young sister the same way. I'm like, yo, somebody need to turn the lights on on on, on the young queen right here because I see the lights, but they they, they off, you know, because nobody's connecting who she is with who she could be or who she's been. So I think it's really important sometimes if you see some people are speaking one language. I've seen people who listen to one artist all day. They have an artist and that's it. They be like, I want to listen to this. I,
0: yeah, I'm rocking with this. i yeah. with this person.
1: That's it. That's it. And, and honestly, the funny I said a little Dirk because when I first time I went to the, the jails, was the first time I heard somebody really be on that little Dirk is Jay-Z to me energy. Yeah. And I didn't know. You know, I was an old head, but the young boy <laughs> was like, nah, this is the only thing right now. I listen to Dirk all day. And I'm like, little Dirk like for real like this ain't what you want he's like, uh-uh. he like nah like this is what yeah, this that's where they doing. getting their
0: blueprint from and
1: if it's not this then it's local okay it's dirt, and then it's my man's in them from my hood so okay. they naming five people I never heard of and be like no he, this, he, this is the hot boy this is what so yeah I, I understood how you gotta really respect the way people value you know their time and their lives in such a way where you can have access to them and you can help them to improve because if you, if you can't even take the time to give a damn about what I care about you, I listen to this all day. I'm telling you, this this is my all day. This is what I care about. Yeah. You won't even put this in your ear though. You want to lecture me before you even come down here? And do, if you talk to a child, you don't sit up in your in your seat and be like, "Yo, you crawling on the floor." People get all down there with the child. Mm-hmm. They talk to the child. They don't even talk baby talk. I don't even agree with that. But I'm saying, but they they make a connection. I'm not gonna sit here and use big words to a two year old. Yeah. Hey, what's the epistemology to this block set you using? I think I'm like, what's, what are you doing? Why are, you, why are you not going to talk the language that the, the person can understand? I wouldn't walk into a room and just start speaking, you know, I don't know, Japanese to somebody. I wouldn't do that on the block. Yeah. I know they don't talk like this. So what am I doing? But as black academics, oh my gosh, and as <laughs> scholars, we have no problem Walking in a room, knowing nobody speaks the language we speak, and instead of meeting people where they are to bring them to elevated levels of consciousness, we just want to look down at the top of our nose and be like, oh, the epistemological, methodological, a, a little bit, a miracle lyrical. Like, what are you doing? Why not talk to them like human beings first? Yeah. They think I'm doing something wrong when I ask my class how they doing. Even the students look up like, wait, 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 you act like like human beings? Like, well, you, re- you really you really want to know?
0: Is that rhetorical? Yeah, like like you know, some people
1: say, like, like, what's up, but they don't really want to know. Like, how you doing? They yeah. don't want to tell them. i really be like just checking in. Like I saw a CDC article that said, um, from 18 to 24, suicidal ideations were up was up like uh 50%. It was like uh 13 to 24 percent of the people, you know, depending on what stage of the 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 epidemic, had not just like, you know, had a passing thought, like re- suicidal ideations, like they had thought about giving it up. Yeah. 18 to 24, like, like levels of the unseen in previous generations where people are like, I'm not just sad. I'm not just depressed. I'm not just anxious, you know, about my grades. Like, yo, I'm, I'm really wondering if, if, and contemplating whether this whole thing, this whole thing that they call a life is, is even worth, you know, living. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, so you coming into my class, I'm thinking, I'm I'm talking about slide number 55. You in the back of the room, like, man, you, you like literally on some Melly mel, like, like you on the edge. Yeah, Shout out Tracy Lee too For those in Philly You know he had a joint Called Living on the Edge And walked on ice And never The Run DMC sample But shouts out for those You know do do your homework uh, YouTube uh, Tracy Lee Living on the Edge Different story But no but don't push me Close to the edge So I got students Coming into my class Close to the edge
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I don't know who's doing what so why wouldn't I just, you know, set the energy right, you know, set the mood right, connect with some different chakras, you know. If, I, if somebody came in, you know, in a real angry vibe and, and they got a bad grade or they just broke up with somebody or they, they lost a the job or, you know what I'm saying, just got their bill for the next semester, don't know how they're going to pay it. Like, at least give them two to four minutes. Just, you know, mindfulness, you know. It, it might be a little dirt, aha. It might be NDIRE forgiveness. It might just be a motivational speech. They're just playing in the background as the students come in. But just being aware. Of the potential to transform energy in a room for the purpose of igniting and inspiring and lighting brain cells in such a way that you could receive the information, even humor. If, I, if people start laughing, it opens people up. There's a vulnerability that comes with entertainment. That's why, you know, enter, to go inside, right? Tame like you obtain, to, to take control of. And ment, like side like mental, right? So to go in and take control of the mind. So when I'm entertaining people, I'm not playing at all. I want to make sure that I can get in in a way I couldn't get in if you were screw-faced and stone-faced and ice-grilling with your arms crossed and your body language bad and you was all on a different chakra and aura. I want to make sure you open and you laughing and then I'm going right on in, right? Like that movie Aliens with a with the alien would have come out, you know, mm-hmm. or the stomach would have been, like that. That's what I want to do. I'll make sure the class is nice and open. They call them icebreakers for a reason, right? A lot of people have, have the type of ice that's like ignorance, you know, and, and triple stages of darkness, you know, like they say in the nation, like the 85% that are deaf, dumb, and blind to the knowledge of themselves, unlike the 10% that are the rich slave makers and blood suckers of the poor. I want to be one of them 5% poor, righteous teachers, but just because I, I'm poor, you know, in terms of some, some measures in terms of the capitalistic uh, Western decadent society, I want to be rich in my ability to connect and inspire and entertain and enlighten people. And I think when people walk by the room and they hear the songs playing, they don't know that all this is taking place. Yeah, They just hear, you know, a curse word. And I always make sure I emphasize the difference between profanity and what's really profane. Right now, we got, you know, images about overseas wars, right? Innocent, innocent people. Mm-hmm. Bombs dropped on them. People shot up. They stealing tanks. They knocking down people's homes, right? To me, that's profane. And the way that I usually communicate with my students is I use uh, Fetty Wap's Trap Queen. I'll say something like this for Black History Month and I play Trap Queen.
0: Okay. And all the boozy,
1: all the boozy black people in the room, they start scrunting their faces up. I don't believe he doing this. He embarrassing us in front of the good white folk. Not knowing they sounded more like a slave than a slave when they start worrying about how they looking in front of white people. Even on the plantation they didn't have so much attention to how they looked in front of white folk. Okay. So the so, and the beat drops, you know, never letting go, right? And then I turn it off and I say um I got a rap for you. And I said, I'm going to pop my pops and go ham hey, and my mom's have at least three kids. Now my brother's my son. You know what I'm saying? I said, and when the law find out, it's suicide, right? And i will be like, yo, anybody ever heard them bars before? And they be like, nah. And i be like, that's a story of Oedipus. <laughs> you know, because Oedipus was having, having relations with his mother and ended up murdering his father. And then did self-scarification where the Fetty Wap poked his eye out, right? This is Oedipus. And I said, why is this a classic? And why is Fetty Wap frowned upon? Fetty Wap talking about uh, a mutual, you know, uh, economic empowerment. He said they gonna buy matching Lambos. You know, he's not talking about being a philander or a womanizer. He's going to stay with the same woman. Right. He's never letting her go. Right. So even though I said, why do you? I think it was MC Light that talked about how that was one of the most uh, uh, feminist songs that was out at the time. So he was really talking about riding with his queen and, and staying with her and then building up from the bottom and, and making sure they had cooperative economics. Right. So, But, but if you hear the beat. And you're predisposed. I think it was Lauryn Hill said, truth come, we can't hear it being programmed to fear it. You hear a beat and you can't see the intellectual capacity based on the package it's coming from. You see a, a young black man with his shirt off with tattoos. You hear a big bass beat and you can't even realize that this isn't half as offensive as somebody having sex with their own mother. But meanwhile, you sit in classrooms across the country right now talking about Oedipus. Nobody's going to walk out. Nobody's talking no Me Too. Nobody's doing no protest. Nobody's looking around the room like I was like, this is some sick ass. Why, why are y'all with this? Why, why are y'all taking notes? Nobody going to ask the boy why this is even appropriate. We 15 and 16 years old just learning about our bodies and our hormones and relationships. And you going to tell us about somebody having sex with their damn mother? Yeah, fact. but but it's okay. Oh, this is classic. Oh, give me the tea crumpets. I said yeah. your mind is messed up. <laughs> yeah. You've been you've been programmed all wrong. That that Scott said to me, incest is incest. To me, pedophilia is pedophilia. And I usually go into a, a Rembrandt that's called The Abduction of Gadamine or The Rape of Gadamine, which is from Greek mythology, when Zeus saw this boy that was so attractive that he turned himself into a bird and bribed the dad on some, you know, uh, uh, I won't name any army artists, but bribed the dad. <laughs> a lot of times these Hollywood parents, you know, Hollywood parents like yeah. offer their kids up, right? Mm-hmm. They know what's going on in Hollywood, but they want, you know, the fame that they never had as parents. So a lot of times Hollywood parents will turn a blind eye and let things happen to their children. So in this in the story, Zeus came down and basically gave the dad, you know, a bribe and like a position, and then took the kid to be the bottle girl. I mean, like the cup holder, they called it at the time. So he was going to be his manservant. So there's pictures, the rape of gadamine, the uh, the abduction of gadamine. You can Google that, and all these pictures will come up. Classic art, Rembrandts, and you'll see a child crying, half naked, with a bird taking him up into the heavens. And that's God being a pedophile rapist, paying off a parent to take the boy up to be immortal and be his cupbearer for, for the rest of his life. And I'm like, why is this okay? Facts. Why are we walking in the museum like, oh, this is Rembrandt. This is this, this is sick. Yeah. So I, I wait. I like when they come for me. I like when they ask me, what are you teaching in a Tupac class? I say, not pedophilia and incest, like you do in mosaics and in your classics. Right, And they walk away, walk away real fast. They be like, oh, he know. He know the truth. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because so they, they think that I'm programmed the way they're programmed to look down on myself and think that if it's black, it's not as credible to be considered for, for academic rigor and all this nonsense. So a lot of what we do in the Tupac class is just to demystify the process and unplug people from a matrix that makes you look at something black and think bad, like like when Dr. King was talking about the dictionary, and make you look at something white and not even be able to see Sometimes things that are so anti-black, anti-human, like incest and pedophilia, and you'll sit there and you'll exalt it. You'll look at the the, the brushstrokes of the pattern, and nobody will question the content. Nobody will put it in context. Nobody will say, "Is this the best thing to show in a high school?" Or sometimes even in a junior high school or grade school. Fact. Like, and then they wonder why the kids don't want to learn.
0: Facts, so and then they then they encourage you to understand your own psychology based off of incest and killing fathers yeah. and, and so all you these get types it in literature you
1: get it in art now you're getting it in psychology right like like yo then you wonder why you get the society you get facts I was in psych for three years I never heard about one woman 60 percent of the population Freud Skinner Hegel Kant. I got all of that right nobody ever said this is what a woman thinks and I'm like if they 60 percent of the population. I got interested in knowing what women think. Me being the man that I am, right? I want to know what. Uh, if I'm in psychology, I took a class uh, called Psychology of Women. You know, I, you know, I'm like, think like a man type vibe. I'm, I'm trying to find out what y'all know, what type <laughs> of time y'all are on, right? I'm in a class with my notes. I'm sitting up straight. Like, I've been waiting to find this out, right? Tell me all the secrets. I'm in psychology class. They're going through old man that look like Santa Claus after old man that look like Santa Claus <laughs> after old man that look like Santa Claus. I said, what, what? First of all, in society, these are the last people we rocking with. Mm-hmm. There ain't no way if I go outside today and I ask anything about my life, I, unless it's like how to get tenure. Like, that may be the only time I'm like, let me find an <laughs> old behind white man to tell me how to live. But if I'm out on the streets of North Philly, I'm never going to be like, I know who I need to ask. No. So why am I sitting there not, like said, not just understanding society and myself, but understanding the mind itself? The mind, like, what is this? Is, is this the seat of the soul? Is this is the heart really to connect? Like what? This was ridiculous, and that's why I'm not a psych major now. Because I, I wasn't even on no extra, extra womanist tip. But I was like, it can't be balanced in the tradition of my aunt Nancy Kimbitt. It can't be balanced to not only have only old, not only have only white, but only have only male. Like what? It, it, it's like everybody just patting each other on the back. That's all it was to me. It was like oh, a bunch of dudes that's 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 just just like each other. You know, it's like going to the, like some white frat house party. And everybody's like, yo, you're the coolest. No, you're the coolest, bro.
0: Yeah. And you
1: sitting there like, none of y'all cool. (laughs)
0: Like,
1: you can't tell there's a black dude there? Can y'all stop dancing?
0: (laughs) None of y'all cooler. none of y'all get it.
1: None of y'all cool. (laughs) But yeah, a lot of times you see people, I think they call it a push-out rate, you know, with the high schools. People think people are dropping out. But no, with the content and the curriculum, you're by design making it unappealing for a large swath of the country, primarily black and brown people. That would never come into that room and feel like, yo, this is me. I want to do this the rest of my life. I totally resonate with these people. Especially when these people are, you know, coke sniffing, incest dreaming about, and all this other stuff. So oftentimes, you know, I'm always thinking in terms of the, the black scholarly tradition. A lot of times, this type of antagonism and, and, you know, misunderstanding doesn't just come from the outside. A lot of times you have, it's almost understandable when you have older black academics who don't understand the influence of hip-hop because those were the same people you know, as part of the generation that abandoned us as we began to develop into this multi-billion dollar industry. If you listen to the beginning of, what was it, well, in, in, in the movie Wild Style, the beginning of Illmatic when he played a little clip about, like, what you doing, you be earning a medal for this, right? Mm-hmm. Just like in Beat Street, when Ray Moan, his father was trying to get him to work down with him and not be spraying up the trains and all that. So so we've seen so many representations of people not having faith. There was a KRS-One, people still taking rapping for a joke, a passing hope, right? So, So we know that this generation is never gonna say we were dead wrong we had left you we abandoned you we resisted you it was black radio that did not play rap music so shouts out to people like Kobe Kobe here in Philadelphia with Radioactive and shouts out to Mr. Magic's Rap Attack in New York and other places where people finally got the hint that rap was here to stay but it was for a long time it was black people jerry Curl, green eyes and everything else that did not want to get embarrassed shout out to DC Uh, you know I see Donnie but a lot of people was like you know in, in that R&B cool mode and they looked down on hip hop and they were really saying It wasn't art and all this. So I understand them not getting it. But now it seems like it's a different faction, where it's a fundamentalist, you know, strain of pseudo Afrocentricity. You know, I might call the Africanity where they look like they about that life, but they're not really about that life because they're not really about, you know, balance or family or anything else. But they are about critiquing other scholars, so they look down on people who use hip hop as a tool, you know, because they're they're the the only talking about the ancient Kemet and the pyramid type black scholars. But here you are talking about that, but you 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 going into this pop culture thing, so so. You you're less of a scholar than me. Meanwhile, they can't even fill up a class of 15, and my class got 150 people. And I say, on some level, we gotta be more pragmatic. And I guess that's why they had such an issue with Booker T. Washington. They have they like a Negro that gives a, a lively speech more than they like a Negro that creates an institution that lasts. Like my my child can go to Tuskegee today. Yeah, a lot of people on a lot of y'all T-shirts can't do nothing with it but play it on YouTube and cheer along
0: mm-hmm.
1: with their dead self. And I think their kids would have probably preferred that they had their fathers as opposed to them having a lot of views. And on their so-called celebration holidays, nobody cash apps their kids. When the last time you heard about Bernice King getting a half a million dollars on Dr. King Day? A lot of these foundations get money. A lot of these schools get money. Even in the drug game, if you get booked, if you get popped, my kids get taken care of, right? If I go down, if if my team is real, stand on business. I didn't tell on nobody. It's like Bobby and Rowdy. Like, I expect you to, to look me out. Yeah. But this so-called black movement, you can watch a man get shot at the podium. Didn't even run. Malcolm didn't get shot in the back. Listen to the audio. He calm as hell. He saw the guns getting drawn. He tell him to calm down. So you watching somebody with a handgun and a shotgun approaching you, you don't scream, you don't run, you don't bow, you don't buckle, you don't bitch, you don't do nothing. That's, that's, and you know, my lady right here. My lady right here. I'm about to go. Like you said in the interview, I'm a dead man already. So if somebody going to take that kind of stand and make the ultimate sacrifice, his kids should want for nothing. Ever. So if you ever want to critique anybody in this new generation, just know we watching y'all. We saw how y'all treated Dr. Ben. We saw how y'all treated Malcolm's kids. We saw how y'all treated Dr. King. Dr. King's approval rating was lower than Donald Trump's at the time he died among black people don't you dare turn around and tell any of us what to say or how to use our gift. So if we want to use our gift to go the LeBron route and put a thousand kids through school and build the school or the Oprah route and put schools overseas and to, if we want to live good and do good, then man, fall back. I got rich and gave back to me. That's the win-win. Shout out to Hov, man. Yeah. Nobody's going to be around here doing a bunch of talking without any institution building. No supply chain development. No product development. No no talk of import-export. No growth of your own food. Like like a lot of y'all is still trapped in this, this time period where y'all not really... Uh, legitimately assessing and critiquing the insignificance of, of some of, of some of your movements and some of your time periods you know a, a lot of it was 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 symbolic yeah a lot of what you, you know y'all wasn't the first first generation to really rise up y'all were the first ones to rise up with all them cameras around and somebody need to say that because in the 30s and 40s when they was building their own towns and they was resisting Jim Crow and fighting against lynching like they was fighting too just because there wasn't no TV shows about it, and there wasn't no Mike Wallace walking around, wasn't no Pettis Bridge beating and cracking in the head on or you know, getting replayed on sound bites, that doesn't mean and people have a false sense of importance. They have a false sense of uniqueness, as they say in psychology, right? Mm-hmm. In the sixties, in the sixties. The sixties wasn't much different than the fifties and the forties, bruh. Matter of fact, in the 50s and the 40s, we was getting married more, we was owning more land, we was we was doing more cooperative economics with our own town. So if you really want to talk, if there's a time period I would want to emulate, it probably be when they was doing uh, 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 Oklahoma and Tulsa and Edenville and, and Rosewood. I, I want to emulate that. Yeah. I don't wanna emulate the sixties as much as I would want to emulate so a lot of these people, you know, they, they get these eyes on the prize and other no offense, y'all did what y'all did, but y'all know different than the people who did things before you. You you didn't you didn't strive any harder than Harriet Tubman's generation when Frederick Douglass is punching the slave master in his face and finding freedom like Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible the prequel, right? On on trains with fake papers and all this. <laughs> like yeah, you, you like you got people now that we have to deal with. You got these boomers that we have to deal with that have no idea that there's nothing special about what you did at, at, in terms of, you know, con- contribution, but what's really consequential is the fact that the, the coverage, the coverage was exponentially increasing. Nobody thinks about that. Nobody says, yeah, I guess those cameras all around, Frederick Douglass was still talking to Lincoln and basically saving the nation. He'd be that ball too. Yeah. If people, when Booker T. Washington was the most popular African-American in the world at one time, they tricked us into thinking he was a sellout and I had the same vibe when they was turned against Jay-Z for meeting with the NFL. I'm like, wait, Kaepernick got a Nike deal? The ball that kneel with him is still playing. So everybody else can go secure their bag and do what they want and protest to whatever extent they comfortable. But if Jay-Z comes in and actually does business, so you're comfortable with the ball pimping some shoes, you're comfortable with the ball playing for a known racist coach in a known racist institution. You're comfortable with all that. You're not protesting none of them. But when a black person says, no, I want to be a boss too, then it's, oh, he a sell out. Yeah. And I said, what in the field house slave mentality is going on here? And the same people talking about that was good with the hip-hop hip hop halftime. <laughs> you don't see the, the, the ball that you were saying shouldn't have done nothing was probably one of the main reasons why you got a hip-hop halftime. We turned the corner, you know, it was just a a, a big moment. It was a full circle moment for hip-hop, you know, for the FBI to be investigating in your NWA and then for Snoop to be, Yeah, 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 yeah. Incremental progress is called. Mm-hmm. Like Henry Box Brown getting to Philadelphia and jumping out the box and not knowing enough to shut up and doing a whole speaking tour. And people like Frederick Douglass was like, bruh, we didn't get free talking. We got free knowing without talking whether it's sewing uh, quilts with uh, escape routes or singing uh, hymns and spirituals about following the drinking gourd or waiting in the water to avoid the scent of the dogs, we did far more shutting up and building and connecting and working than we ever did giving a speech. One of the best deception they ever gave us, and that's the Christ of these black Negro intellectuals now, is that we think that talking is the same as working. Talking is not the same as working. So I'd rather you shut up your whole life and work. Shout out Ruby D. Shout out Ozzy Davis. Shout out people, Harry Belafonte. Shout out people who behind the scenes was putting in crazy work and lived. You know how much work you can get done if you're still alive? If you're not dying at 25, shout out Pac. If you're not dying at 30 something, 40 something, shout out Malcolm Martin. Like, 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 you you know, you got to temper it. You got to temper how much you're saying with how much you're trying to get done. What's your real goal? If your goal is just to tell people off and tell it like it is and keep it real, let it go wrong and get up out the way. But if your goal is to say, I want to have a lasting legacy, I want to think about five generations down in terms of not just my kids, but my people, I want to have a lasting institution that'll outlive me because there's only so much I can do in the physical form. So I want to make sure you think it's called generativity. You start thinking about the next generation that you get to a certain age. That's the way it should be, right? So I'm like, yo, if all I could do is wake up and have 12 hours of work, I got to be able to make money while I'm asleep. Mm-hmm. And if I'm only going to be here for 5,200 years, I got to be able to have an impact when I'm gone. And the world is run by the ideas and contributions of dead men and women. Shout out the Constitution. Shout out the laws of the nation. Shout out the Bill of Rights. Dead men and women's ideas still run the world today. Why? Because they had the know-how to say, how can I have a more lasting, consequential impact? It's not going to be from running outside, emotional, and impulsive, and saying whatever's on my mind. It's going to be in the words of Tupac to plan, plot, and strategize and work first. Bang, bang, gang, gang been real
0: <laughs> yeah you already know man again definitely thank you for stopping by yep. dropping them jewels on us you know I think the biggest thing that we the biggest takeaway that I had from the conversation is it's about the work we talk about people like Booker T. Washington that was 100 years ago we talk about people like Martin Luther King Malcolm X that was 50 years ago 60 years ago, and even ago.
1: a better one like who built a college since then you know, we got Mary McLeod doing you know we got you got certain institutions but think about it how many brothers put together schools since then yeah, you know, shout chainy into color. You thought, and, and this thing too. Somebody was talking about black schools, and I had to check them. I had to like really send somebody a picture of the founder of Howard University, looking like a Confederate soldier, and be like, bro. Like no disrespect to the Mecca, love y'all. Everybody should support black colleges, especially Morehouse, uh, Spelman, and 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 Howard. In my opinion, you know, everybody got their favorites. And public University. <laughs> everybody got their favorites. But seriously, I think that black people, whether they went to HBCU or not, should support HBCUs. Yes, I think it's imperative. There's there's people who are not uh traditionally uh, uh adherent to the Jewish faith, right? They're extremely orthodox, but they support Judaism. Like they don't even go, you know, to synagogue, but they they still support. They understand the importance of, of cultural connectivity and institution building and cooperative economics, and they will give. They'll be like, I don't even go, but I give, right? Like, like that's important for us to have that cultural understanding of what what, what resonates, you know, with us and for us. But sometimes people get caught up and think they're blacker than somebody else. And I'm like, bro, if I go to a school with a real, with an actual black founder, and you go to a school, you know, with a founder that looked like, you know, no offense, but you know, the ball's not black, right? So a lot of times people are like, you know, down in Booker T. But they had the school that a white man started, and it's like you know I, I don't I don't know I don't know I don't know if that's if that's historically and scholarly accurate you know and fair and just and reasonable to look down on on certain people because if you can't replicate it like we need to study okay study it to improve upon it people yeah. do that all the time I don't like what the board did so I'm going to do this one. But you see, anybody trying to start a school today, they'd be the most vilified black people in public space. No need to say any names, but <laughs> all you got to do is say you got a school you're starting and black people be the first ones. You know, what's better than what we got here? <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I, I know for a fact that, that we, we have a long way to go with the way we're engaging the information because all this cult of personality, he told it like it was. That ain't got us nothing. We own the same amount of property we did after emancipation. So apparently, whatever the playbook is right now, whatever the curriculum is right now, whatever the methodologies and engagement of information is right now, we at the bottom of every metric. Still twice the rate of infant mortality. That means twice as many black babies are dying than white babies. Mm. So it's killing us. Whatever we're doing right now is killing us at twice the rate before we even make it here. So don't look at anybody who's doing anything innovative and trying something new out the side of your funky face because something new needs to be done. People who are doing the same thing should be looked at that way. Yeah. If you know the statistics of home ownership, health, health care, the level of prescriptions that, that black women are not getting for pain and pain medication, like there's so many issues where we're on the bottom, bottom, bottom. That anybody who says let's do business as usual should be run out the room. People are getting killed for sleeping and barbecuing and everything else and pulling out their ID. If anybody says let's keep doing what we've been doing, that's the person who we need to look at like they used to look at suspected agents of Co-intel Pro in the 60s. Anybody who says, I'm, I got a whole curriculum and it's the same one I had 10 years ago, pre-COVID, pre-Black Lives Matter, pre-everything, I'm doing the same thing. And there's teachers like that. They're teaching the same way they taught 30 years ago, wonder why nothing's changed. And mad at you because you don't want to stay stuck in, the, stuck in an ineffective past and you want to be innovative in the future. So I I, I challenge a lot of the young people out there to don't just get impulsive and upset, but take the positions of people who are not using them effectively. When I was in class and they weren't teaching African history, I didn't get mad, I didn't protest, I didn't walk out. I took two sets of notes, I passed tests and learned the truth, and I said, one day I'm going to take your job.
0: And here we are today, man. Bars. Again, special thank you to Dr. Ade for coming through. And dropping them Jews, sharing that knowledge and spreading the wealth, man. We definitely appreciate you. And I definitely hope we can sit down and talk again.
1: No doubt. Peace.
0: Peace. (laughs)